Hello, Future Foodcast listeners. I'm Pam Miller, your host for this episode of the Future Foodcast. And as you know, we interview thought leaders on all areas of food space. And tonight, today we have with us Vanessa Snyder. She is the National Business Development Director for Eurofins, and she has so much great information to share with us. Welcome to the podcast, Vanessa. Thank you so much. I'm really happy to be here and looking forward to the discussion with you today. Well, thanks. I'm looking forward to it too, because we have a lot, we have a lot to unpack. Now you're the National Business Development Director. What does that cover? Can you tell us a little bit about your offense and what you're doing with them? Absolutely. Absolutely. So why don't I start with giving you a little bit more background on Eurofins to start. So Eurofins is a global third-party laboratory network. We have over 900 locations around the world. So I'm focused on our Eurofins U.S. foods business, and I have a a more significant focus on our dietary supplements um, space. So I assist clients with their third-party testing programs, um, setting up testing programs, um, getting them in touch if they need assistance with product development or consumer sensory research. Um, Again, all in the dietary supplement space, but it also encompasses botanicals, um, OTCs, APIs, and um, we do a lot of work with hemp and CBD as well. So I'm kind of touching (laughs) a couple different um, segments of the business, um, but it keeps me busy. It's, It's really fun and I definitely enjoy it. Wow, that is, that's a large area, Vanessa. Uh, For our audience that might not be familiar, OTCs is over-the-counter? Correct. And then API, if you could just define some of those for us. Sure. Active pharmaceutical ingredients. Okay. So we do assist um, with pharma GMP testing for some of our clients that may be selling an ingredient or an active that might be used in a topical OTC, such as uh, hemp pain relief cream, or if they're selling their ingredient as an API. Well, and a lot of our listeners might be just like me, the average consumer who shows up and buys some kind of supplement in the store. And I didn't realize all that goes into actually putting the label on that product and the testing that goes on behind that. Now, some of that is required by government agencies or industry labeling. Can you explain that to us a little bit about the process? Yeah, it is interesting. I mean, before I was in the testing space, you don't really think about it. You pick up a supplement or a food. And I I honestly don't know how many people even look at the label, but there is a lot that goes into it. Um, It might not be the most exciting thing for people to think about, but I would argue it's the most important thing obviously to keep, um, you know, consumers safe and companies want to keep their brand um, in good standing. So there is a lot that goes into it. Obviously, companies have to comply with regulations, um, what comes down from FDA or by specific state, not only for what they're testing in the product to say what's in there is in there, but you also have to test for what shouldn't be in there. So we're talking, you know, quality in terms of making sure there's no contaminants like heavy metals or pesticides, undesirable microbials, things like that. So um, you, again, it's kind of, the, we're testing for what we want to see in the product and what we want on the label and then all the stuff we don't want in there. I didn't even think about all the stuff that we don't want in there because that would be really important to have the quality and the purity. If you're buying something, you want to know that that ingredient is there in the quantities that are stated, but also you don't want 
other things that might not be as good for you, especially when you're buying supplements. Um, So talk to me about the CBD market too, and the hemp, that's a newer area. Yeah, yeah. Um, It's funny, because for a while, people always referred to supplements as the Wild West. And now people are referring to hemp and CBD as the Wild Wild West. Um, cause it is in, it's in a bit of a gray area, um, cause FDA hasn't regulated it yet. So, um, you know, on the national level, it's, you know, really not supposed to be in, in food or supplements, but we have a state by state framework where the states are laying out regulations on, on what you need to test for, how you need to label it and so on and so forth. So we actually got involved in the hemp and seed testing um, a few years back because we were approached by some companies in the space that were looking for a you know global reputable laboratory um, that's been around for a while, which our lab in Madison has been testing for over 90 years. So, so we definitely know what we're doing. But um, yeah, it's been it's been quite a ride just with following the different regulations and various contaminants that need to be tested and different state limits. So it's it's definitely challenging. I certainly feel for our clients that are in the space that have to follow this, you know, broad patchwork of regulations and try to navigate how they can get their products to market. Yeah, it sounds like it. That'll definitely be something to keep an eye on as things move forward. But if I were a company out there, I mean, your fans, like you said, 90 years in this industry, you have quite a reputation. And I know companies just know to call you because of because of your reputation and what you've been doing out there. Uh, if I was a company, because a lot of the things that you test require pretty sophisticated equipment. And, you know, it's not worth a, a company's not going to go out and buy their own testing equipment. They're going to contract with you for your expertise in that area. Am I right? That's you, you, you are you are spot on. Yeah. So you know you can certainly go out and buy an HPLC or buy an instrument, but you have to, there's so much more that goes into it. You know, you need to have the technical um, expertise and staff to run the method, um, to troubleshoot, to know how to, you know, fix the equipment, all, all sorts of things. Um, and then aside from that, you have to ensure that the method is validated and then validated for your specific matrices. So, you know, when you're looking at setting up a test method, it's, it can become incredibly costly. You know, you could spend half a million dollars just on the, oh. the instrumentation, not oh. even putting into account everything else that needs to go into it. So yeah, we, we definitely see ourselves more as an extension of our clients' quality teams. And really that's what we're there for is to help them with the testing that they may not do in-house or don't have the capacity or the skill to do in-house. Yeah. Now, are there a lot of changes that go on with like nutritional labeling and things? Because keeping up with the requirements would I think be another challenge, which is your expertise. Yeah. Yeah. So on the food side, it's, um, I would say a little more um, set in stone um, with the new labeling requirements. There's a set list of things you need to test for, what you need to put on the label and include on the ingredients label. For supplements, you know, it's going to vary depending on what actives are in it. And then like we mentioned, for example, hemp, there's really not that federal oversight. So it, it comes down to that state by state um, guidelines or requirements. But but there's there are things that are always changing when we're talking about maybe 
new ingredients or new botanicals or functional foods coming to the market. So for example, like mushrooms, functional mushrooms have been gaining a lot of popularity. So it's kind of like we need to develop the methodology so clients are able to properly label and identify, you know, the active compounds in their in their mushroom supplement or whatever they might be putting it into. Right. And and that gives um, a little bit of credibility too. you know, mushrooms have kind of been this out there a little bit. There's all different kinds of mushrooms. And now you're giving some legitimacy to exactly what somebody's buying and what's in there and what the efficacy is. So that's that's really important. Um, speaking of ingredients, I'm, <laughs> we have had a challenging time in the past few years with ingredients, at least most people in the food space have. Is that the same situation with some of the supplement companies that you're doing testing for? In terms of supply chain? Yeah, just trying to get ingredients and... Yeah, yeah. Well, so definitely with kind of the supply chain issues we've seen over the the year, the past couple of years, um, one thing our clients are really struggling with is, you know, finding new suppliers and then vetting those new suppliers. So, you know, if you have to go out and find um, a new ingredient supplier to put into your supplement, there's a whole whole lot that needs to go in to verify and vet vet them. So we can assist on the testing side to ensure that, you know, that ingredient is matching their spec, the C of A, verifying the C of A, um, making sure all the claims are there. So yeah, that, that definitely is hitting the supplement industry as well. Yeah, I would think, and that would be really expensive. You know, if I was a company and then I had to change, you've, you've tested and verified with my old ingredient supplier, but now if I have a new ingredient supplier, we have to go back through and redo a lot of that, I would imagine. Yes, definitely. It can be quite costly. Um, and I think everyone's feeling budget constraints and inflation right now. So it's, um, it is, it is a challenge. Yeah. But I think the good thing is that by, by having to, even though you'd have to go through that, certainly on the front end with the testing, it's, it's just making sure that there's standards in the industry and, and that the companies that are putting things on their labels, like they're living up to that standard. I guess I didn't really think about, yeah, the, the wild, wild, the wild west, like you were talking about, there didn't used to be very many parameters on this industry. And now there are more, but some companies voluntarily decide to have their products tested just for that reliability piece, for the consumer to have the confidence, right? They don't. Yeah. Yeah. You are spot on. And that's such an important piece because, you know, like we mentioned, there's a set of regulations, but that doesn't mean that's all, all you need to do. And we do see a lot of companies that go above and beyond to really test the whole supply chain. They test the incoming ingredients into their product. They test their product as it's going along. And then of course, finished product and they're running stability studies and, and kind of the whole the whole nine yards. So it's, it's really great to see a lot of those companies and those reputable brands stepping up and kind of setting the gold standard for industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of industry organizations in the supplement space that push for that as well. Um, American Herbal Products Association, UNPA, um, the list goes on. So it's, it's great to see that. Yeah. So are some of those industry organizations kind of driving what happens with some of this? I mean, do they have influence in that? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and Eurofins is a part of them. Also, we're in a lot of committees. Uh, to bring it back to the mushroom example we talked about earlier, the um, American Herbal Products Association just started a fungi and psychedelics committee to start talking through some of those issues, you know, standardization, standardization and testing, you know, labeling, all, all those things. So those organizations really do help drive the good stuff forward. <laughs> Well, yeah. And you said now Eurofins is a worldwide company. So I'm imagining different countries have different standards, right? The US, I know we have pretty stringent standards, I think. I don't know, maybe not compared to some other countries. I don't know. You tell me, but I imagine it's uh, depending on where the product is being sold, what needs to be done. Yeah, yeah, where you're exporting. Um, sometimes it's where you're producing, but it is definitely different um, based by country. So like in Europe, in the UK, we see um, they actually oftentimes have more stringent requirements, especially as it may come to some of the contaminants. So it's nice being a global company because we're always abreast of what what's happening in the world. Um, and usually when we see something that that's going on in Europe, we know it's going to trickle down to the U.S. So our U.S. laboratories usually always are, are prepared to take on new methodologies or, or being mm -hmm. ready to at least help our clients address some of those questions we may be seeing overseas. Mm -hmm. and, and who are some of your key clients? Like, is it just uh, supplement companies or I don't mean by name, but category, who, who would come to you? Yeah. So we touch not only supplements, but food, the food and beverage space, animal feed. Uh, we, we really work in anything that you're going to be putting into your body. And like I mentioned, even on your body, such as topicals, Eurofins as a, as a whole globally um, assists with all sorts of testing needs like um, environmental testing, wastewater testing, pharmaceuticals, things like that. But here in the food space, yeah, it's, it's a, a, anything you could put in your mouth pretty much. Right. And well, I hadn't thought about the environmental testing in the other areas, but also animal feed. I hadn't really thought about that either, but I guess anything that's, you know, got that label and taking a claim on what's in there or what's not in there, um, because there's a lot of that right now where something is, um, you know, gluten-free or it's free of nut-free or whatever it might be as people have certain dietary restrictions or things that they want to follow. I imagine you get involved in that as well. Absolutely. We have a whole laboratory devoted to allergen testing and um, GMOs. So okay. yeah, if you see it on the label, we, we probably test for it. You've probably done it. Yes. Well, and that allergen testing, no, that's really a big, that is a big deal right now. Uh, and maybe it has been for a while, but it seems to me that the capability and, and the consumer is really looking more and more for that kind of labeling and that information to be on the label of their food type products or their supplement products. Yeah. I mean, just it's in everyday life, I feel like you hear more and more people with food allergies. So I don't know if maybe it just wasn't well documented before, but I, it definitely feels like it's increasing and it's top of mind for a lot of people. Yeah. Now, have you always been involved in this industry? How did you even get into supplement testing and what you're doing now? I, maybe I should have asked that towards the beginning of the interview, but it's just so interesting and very focused. Yeah, no, we, we, I 
feel like I guess I didn't get into that right at the beginning, but I have always been involved in the industry. So I actually studied dietetics at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. And my senior year spring break, I did an internship program in the nutritional chemistry lab. Um, at the time, the company was called Covance. We were later acquired by Eurofins. And that turned into my first job out of college. And I haven't left. <laughs> so yeah, I've always been involved. I have touched, uh, you know, the food and beverage side of things. But for the past couple of years now, I've been solely in the supplement um, and hemp space. Yeah, that is really cool. Thanks for giving us a little backstory because I mean, you're obviously very passionate about it. And you talked about some of the industry organizations. I imagine you're probably involved in some of that um, on committees and maybe making a difference with your background. And this is what you've done for your whole career. So you can really speak to what they're doing there. Are there other kinds of compliance type programs that you're involved with through your fins or with your group? Yeah, yeah. So me personally, I'm also um, involved. I'm on the board for the Hemp Feed Coalition. So that is a group that is working to gain federal approval to get hemp and its byproducts approved to be used in animal feed. So really excited oh. about that. A, a lot of work to be done, um, but it's definitely for a good cause. Um, I'm also on the board for the Hemp Industries Association. So again, really advocating for all parts of hemp um, and all those involved in the hemp industry. Mm -hmm. And then Eurofins as a whole, wow, <laughs> Probably we could write a novel on the organizations we're involved in, but Probably. some notable ones, the AOAC, that's that's a big one. Most most of our employees are involved in. And um, what's AOAC stand oh, for? Oh gosh, I'm gonna I'm gonna forget this now. That's okay. Um, but if we just say AOAC, people in the industry would know what that is. People know it. Yeah, okay. I I know at one point they even changed the name of what the acronym oh, stands oh. for. So. Yeah. Well, and talking about, you know, industry and the standards and all that, because I've heard in the news lately, I mean, some different products kind of like fake, um, I don't know, I guess olive oil is one that comes to mind where people are trying to pass a product off as something that it is not. And I imagine you get involved with that as well, or you're paying attention to what's happening there. Yeah. So we call that more food fraud. Um, Thank you. And what's really interesting is that's actually how Eurofin started. So back in, I think it was 1987, the company was started because they, they wanted to confirm adulteration in things such as wine. Um, so they, they developed um, the sniff NMR technology to be able to determine, you know, the origin and, and purity. So for things like, you know, wine, honey, olive oil, um, that's actually where Eurofins got its start. <laughs> Very cool. Well, I'm so glad that you guys are involved in this work because it it's really important to consumers to know what's happening. And I know that you're going to, with talking about the industry organizations and get, getting involved there, you know, you as a player in the industry are seeing what's really happening. So I'm so glad to have somebody with your expertise kind of leading the way. And you said you're on a few of the hemp committees. So uh, because like you said, that's really 
I don't know, maybe it's more regulated than some of the others because not the fear factor, but a little bit of the unknown because it started out unregulated and illegal in certain forms. And now we're trying to move from that to pull the benefits from it, right? Right, right. And especially with the hemp too, one of the requirements is companies actually need to post their C of A online so consumers can see the third party testing results. So that transparency piece is huge in the hemp and CBD world. And we're actually starting to see that now in the supplement world. When you take a look at things like what Amazon is doing with their compliance program for, for supplements. So we assist with um, helping companies get those final approved Amazon C of A's to, to put online. But we, we really do feel that that transparency piece is going to continue and really start to spread just because consumers are really starting to care and how social media is and how things pass along. I think everyone just really wants to know the product is what it says it is. There's mm-hmm. third-party test results to back that up, and people can really feel confident in what they're they're buying and, and ingesting. Yeah. I wasn't even aware that Amazon had a certificate of authenticity program, so that's how. Uh, that's great. I'm I'm really glad to hear it because I imagine you know they have a lot of different independent sellers on there, and so to have that additional labeling or certificate would be, I think, really important to differentiate. Right. So you're yeah yeah the product you think you're getting. Well, we have covered a lot of a lot of interesting things within labeling and testing for ingredients and to exclude ingredients animal products which i didn't even realize was uh, getting involved in this and uh, the different things that Eurofins does as a company. But is there anything else that you would like for our audience to know about what you're doing or what your company does that we haven't already covered? Oh, sure man. We, we did cover so much. This has been great. Um, you know, I would just say always um, do your due diligence. <laughs> um, ensure you are, if you're a consumer, ensure that you're looking at your labels, you're using or taking product from a reputable brand. Um, And then for companies that may be listening in industry, we just always say strive for the best, really be that that gold standard, protect your consumers, protect your brand. You never want to be the one that uh, is in the news for for a recall or um, something bad happening because someone ingested something. Right. Absolutely. Well, Vanessa, thank you for that heads up. And thank you for all the information you gave us today. Really appreciate it. And I think our listeners really enjoyed hearing about that. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks again for having me. Thanks for listening to Future Foodcast. Future Foodcast is powered by Farm to Plate, the leading food blockchain platform. Subscribe on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to stay up to date with the very latest innovations in the food industry. 